Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. You know when you order a new video game or a golf club or a blender and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable law. See dealer for details. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am once again your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you're here. Stoked you're joining us for a very special 100th episode of the program. That's right. We've done 100. That means by my calculations, one, that each one of you owes me at least $10,000 at this point. You like the guy on Wikipedia that asks for money every time you go there. That's right. Or this is the, all of you. I've never asked any of you for money, and all of you owe me at this point because I have entertained you so much. And we will keep doing that today with a very special episode of the show. As you may have just heard, there is a, there, we have a guest today, a special guest of the program. Let me go through everyone that will be appearing with us today. Of course, we have, first and foremost, co-host of the program, appearing live via Skype from New Jersey, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Very fired up. Excellent. Also, joining the program, second week in a row, full episode of Fancy Sauce, the one and only, the Baller Lifestyle Pop Culture cor- Correspondent. Of course, I'm talking about Kate McManus, a.k.a. Fancy Sauce. How are you doing, Fancy? D- Pretty excited. The only person who's never listened to the show. That's right. She, <laughs> we had her on, and and... I'll get to my next guest in a minute. We had her on last week, and she was, said she was really excited to be on the entire show for the first time. Meanwhile, she's been on several episodes of the entire show. <laughs> had she, were she a listener, she would know that. Good to know. Also joining us today, very special guest of the show. He's an he's a iconic radio talk show host. Mm-hmm. He, if you listen to the fourth most popular sports radio station in Houston... You probably know who he is. Uh, Also, if you listen in places like Detroit and Indianapolis at 3 a.m., you'll hear him there. Uh, If you listen early in the morning in Los Angeles, you will hear him on ESPN LA, where he handles morning duties with a partner. He He is the one and only. He's the guy that when you meet him, he loves it when you come up to him and say, hey, man, what was it like working for Rome? Of course, I'm talking about Close friend of mine, icon, mentor, Travis Rogers. Travis, how are you doing? 
I should not be nearly as excited to talk about a 20-year-old <laughs> evening soap opera as I am, but I'm very, very, very excited to do exactly that. That's right. So we we had we had long kicked around. We're gonna we got, we're gonna give a manly take on this thing. <laughs> oh yeah, as, 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 if you can, as I'm if gonna try. Yeah. As if there's such a thing. We had long kicked around the idea of doing something special for the hundredth episode, and at some point, I realized that I had a resource at my fingertips that I never really knew I had. I didn't realize that my two, my radio partner and my podcast partner were the world's two, mo- two <laughs> foremost experts on the topic of Beverly Hills 90210. And so we decided to do a 90210 episode for the 100th episode of the show. We are talking all things Beverly Hills 90210. Now, I, I need to... I'm just going to be the ringmaster here because I got to. Right. I got to tell you something. Yeah. Growing up, when yeah. Beverly Hills 90210 was on, I think it was on Wednesday nights. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday nights. Yeah. And I specifically <laughs> remember um, drinking lots of Tall Boys of Magnum malt liquor uh-huh. in my buddy's car outside by his um, in his condominium complex pool. That sounds like so a blast. I, I never, I never watched the show. I was way wow. too cool to watch the show. I was up to other stuff. I'm familiar with the show. I know the characters. I don't know the storylines. I know, you know, the the big topics. That's why Ed and I are here because That's not right. only do I know the the general themes of the show, but I know the minutia of the show. That's I yeah. know th- that all of yeah. the the stupidest things. I know that Carol Potter's former high school boyfriend became a National Geographic photographer and then came back and tried to seduce her, but she said no because Jim's a good man. I know these things. I know know the name of the fireman that rescued Donna from the fires in the hills. His name was Cliff Yeager, by the way. By by the way, when she was holding that deer when she was about to get burned to death, I've never wanted to beat a person so badly in my life. It was like a scene out of Bambi that made you want to vomit. I enjoyed when Cliff Yeager tried to break the sound barrier in the right <laughs> stuff. Uh, okay, like I said, like I, as is, has become very apparent, we have two, the two world's foremost experts on the show. Let's just kind of hit, let's just kind of explain to the audience who may be cool like me, that we'll, we'll hit the, the, the bigger points and of me. the show. Right. <laughs> cool, um, like, cool like the guy with two broken wrists because he right, had a girl exactly. spot him. That, that's exactly right. So Beverly Hills 90210 de- debuted. I didn't realize this. Ran 10 years. It debuted October 4th, 1990. Ran until May 17th, 2000. That is quite a run. It's actually the longest running show that Aaron Spelling ever produced, if you can think of that. I, I believe, too, they did it. They, they were kind of pioneers in this. That They ran it in the traditional time from basically from fall until spring and then they would take the summer off but they were the first ones to put new episodes on during the summer to grow their audience and it was pretty pretty good idea by old Aaron that was the first that's what actually made it like a bigger deal yes oh my god I can't believe you guys know that yeah the first season wasn't highly rated and so what they did is they ran episodes in the summer new episodes new episodes when everything else was in reruns and that's how it grabbed its audience of mostly young people the show centers around who does the show center around it's it's the story of um, the twins the, t- the Walsh they, family i didn't know they were twins yes. i thought they were just brother and sister no, no brandon, brandon and brenda brenda, brandon and brenda. Fr- fraternal oh i guess you have to be fraternal if you're different sex that's right? how it works yeah. yeah uh yeah so i'll just read from the wikipedia the initial premise of the show was based on the adjustment and culture shock that twins brandon and brenda experienced when they and their parents jim and cindy what? 
What kind of shitheads name their twins Brandon and Brenda? Yeah, that is fucked up. Two shitheads from the Midwest yeah, is the answer yeah, to that question. Yeah, That's right. Vikings fans. <laughs> They are, they're from Minneapolis. They moved to Beverly Hills. He's moving up in the world. He's an accountant. Um, In addition to chronicling the friendships and romantic relationships of the characters, the show also addressed numerous topical issues such as date rape, gay rights, animal rights, alcoholism, drug abuse, domestic violence, sex... Anti-Semitism, teenage suicide, teenage pregnancy, and just as AIDS. It doesn't doesn't specify if it's the AIDS full blown or full blown AIDS. Yeah. We're not sure. Um, although I know. Quick you guys question know. with the anti-Semitism: Was Andrea Jewish? Yeah. As was Zuckerman? David Silver. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So wow. they might have experienced yeah. Yeah. some. Wow. Yeah. Mel, Mel, Mel cool. Silver took took a beating from uh, Donna's mom about some uh, Hanukkah Christmas stuff. Well, Mel Silver, first of all, was not did a they, great. They got married, right? He was a, he was an endodontist, and he really did not seem to pay a ton of attention. He does to David. Root canals. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was his deal. And right. then Ter- Therese Martin was just perhaps the most evil person ever to appear on that show. Uh, Felice, yeah. it was Felice, Felice, Martin, right? Felice, Felice, yeah, with an F. And, and just to finish the series overview, overview, the series began with the introduction of the Walsh Donna's family. father was a cardiologist. Jim, Cindy, Brandon, and Brenda, who, again, who had recently moved from Minnesota. In the first episode, Brandon and Brenda began attending West Beverly Hills High School, where they were eventually introduced to several friends who composed the remainder of the cast. Kelly Taylor, who I would argue among the original cast was the only one who was bangable. Steve Sanders, Andrea Zuckerman, unless you're counting... Dylan McKay, uh, David Silver, <laughs> Scott D- Scanlon. Dylan wasn't in the opener though. Just R.I.P. Oh, wasn't he? No, he and was like he was like Fonzie. They just thought they'd add a side character for an episode, and then he caught on. Oh, really? Is is that when he took Brandon to the green room? Was that not? Was that every show needs a bad boy though? Episode one or two, absolutely. Um, uh, the show followed the dramatic lives of its characters through high school, college, and ultimately the adult world. Not that adult, adult world. Film world. Not that no, world, no. no. <laughs> While introducing <laughs> several additional characters as its seasons progress, it is the longest-running show produced by Aaron Spelling, airing slightly longer than Dynasty. Okay, I would like to go around the room and Although, get... just quickly, I bet there is some 90210 themed porn out there. I'm sure there is. There's, there's a rule sure. of the internet. It's like rule 421. <laughs> if it exists, there is a porn parody. That's true. Okay. Um, okay, hmm. Be- beginning, Ed Daly... Give me your, take me back, 1990, you would have been in high school, you would have been a freshman in high school, I believe, Correct. On, uh, playing freshman football in New Jersey. Tell me, what were you, did you watch the first episode? Give me young Ed Daly's experience with the television program, Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, I, I remember watching the, the pilot because it was promising to be... Um, young beautiful people and i didn't have cable at the time so I, I i just needed some something to masturbate to at the right. at the beginning right. mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were you were looking for hotties and you unfortunately were confronted with donna but, and well, then you continued to watch in the pilot episode uh marianne moore threw the big party and uh she was she was the hot she was one of the hot girls from head of the class she, oh, she, I loved Head of the Class. She was never seen again. She was Maria on Head of the Class, but she was in a bikini in the in the opener. 
Wow. Interesting. Okay. Travis Rogers. And something struck me when I saw when, when Beverly Hills 902 debuted in 1990, you, I happen to know, graduated high school in 1989. Correct. So you were an adult when Beverly Hills 902, (laughs) you were attending college. You were a big time college baseball pitcher yes. you were you were a recruited guy you yes. were on scholarship like yes. shit was happening for you well and every thursday night you were sitting in your i assume your dorm room did, did you discover 90210 in your dorm room uh, here's the thing i didn't discover 90210 until the second year right i, so you I missed the first season. i missed the first season mm-hmm. and had to go back and retroactively get up to speed i i, I discovered it in my second year of college and it was part of the routine getting ready to go out on a Thursday night because as yeah. everybody knows in college, yeah. Thursday night's the first night you go out. Right. So yeah, but we also were, we remember, like, college, the, the timetable is way different. You right. go out you go out late. You're pre-drinking at, at 90210 times. Ed knows. So that's exactly what we would do. We would have a few and watch that and then go out to start the evening. So you're saying you would watch 90210 yes. with other dudes. I would watch it with my roommate, Antonio <laughs> yeah. Vernon. Yes. He, oh, he, yeah, he, yeah, we would watch and that. He and was then a few years older than you. Yeah, we huh. liked it. Wow. We so liked it. a viewing of 90210 really got you prepped for your right. for your big oh, range yeah. night. Oh, yeah. You'd have a few keystones I, while you watch 90210. Like, that Keystone was, regular is a little. It was yes, a little aggressive right. for me and at Keystone, the time. Keystone Ice hadn't been invented at right, the time. Right, excellent. <laughs> so at yeah, the end of the at the end of every episode, you guys would high five and be like, "That was such a great. That was a yeah. great. Seen, that was a great one. Let's see, was, let's go out and yeah. get crazy." Yeah, I, I, I did. I did that for four years in college too. Yes, I was afraid that this was going to turn into something that it's not. It wasn't that, but I'm also not going to pretend that we didn't make a point to watch it before we would go out. It was. It was, a, it was, that's what you would watch before you'd go out on Thursday. And before you go out on Saturday, you'd watch Cops. Oh, right. This was sure. the routine yes, of the that's Fox right. Interesting. that you would consume yeah. before so you went out. So it was sort of a cultural touchstone yeah. in that not just you and Antonio Vernon were watching it, but yeah. your other buddies were probably uh, watching it. Everyone was watching Everyone was better social life than we did. Every, right. yeah. Everyone was watching I didn't know anyone that watched it. Okay. <laughs> Kate McManus. Yes. Everyone knows you grew up. In, on the bottom, the southern hemisphere, the land you were, down you, under. You are from Western Australia, Perth. How, what is your experience with nine hundred two one zero? Were you you uh, been in high school as well? Yeah, I was. I was fascinated with it because we were fascinated. It was before the internet. We were fascinated with all things American. Right. We were. I'm. I'm from one of the most isolated cities in the world. So you, was, you wanted to. Go, you thought, oh, this is what it's like. Yeah, America. this, this is, is real. Exactly. You're like. First of all, I didn't go to a co-ed high school, so that was fascinating. Yeah. I had to wear a uniform, being able to dress yeah. how you wanted, wear makeup, like. Yes. And you were West Coast. What's the uniform? West Coast, Coast Australia. Um, right? Let's take a let's take a walk down that road for wow. a second. Hold on, hold on, Ed. What'd you say there? <laughs> you were West Coast Australia too, so like isolated yeah. from yeah. Sydney it's, and Melbourne. Yeah, isolated from other cities in Australia as well as the rest of the world. So. I was, you know, fascinated, and 90210 was a big deal. Everyone watched it that I knew. I think it was on Friday nights. Now, did the, the you had a pleated skirt, and then did you did you wear the socks? We had a summer <laughs> uniform and a winter and uniform. What, so in summer, you had knee-high socks. Slowly, slowly, knee-high socks. Knee-high socks yeah. with laced-up shoes. Yes. 
And then like a, a dress that had a zipper up the front oh, and was like a short sleeve pinafore mm. dress that mm-hmm. you wore a little bit above your knees. Yes. Huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And huh. in the winter, it was like a pleated skirt, oh, tights, and all, like, Oxford shirt, tie, and a blazer. And the girls would run around playing field hockey and stuff, and they'd probably go to the locker room and get changed and get have a shower. It wasn't a lesbian <laughs> school. Oh, but there were showers. And played field hockey. Was there showers? I'm just kidding. Yeah, we had cha- no we sh- we showered together. You guys all showered together, yeah. like after your sport, after swimming, um, yeah, with your accents. Would you guys all have your accents on? Yeah, we all uh, we'd all wear our accents and shower your, together. You'd have your accents and your other yeah. things on display. Yeah, oh. we'd be wet, oh. talking in accents. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Uh, now, also growing up, uh, we'll go around. We'll start with Kate. Kate, you you were at that age. You were becoming a woman. You were coming into your own. Mm-hmm. You were starting to notice boys and you were starting to your hormones were raging when you watched 90210 was it dylan mckay that really got things going for you or maybe was it scott scanlon <laughs> which one was scott scanlon he, he's, he's the laker <laughs> fan that that yeah. got a little trigger happy was supposed to be a series regular and then they just decided i have to google yeah. what he looks like dylan, dylan replaced him as the, on the regular payroll right was there no i thought a... david silver was cute you did oh. unbelievable and then later then later i was really into noah Noah. Oh, See, I, I was kind of out on 902 Noah. Yeah. By the time that yes. Noah came yeah. around, I checked out. Tracks. He was You're he was working the, adult. He was right. he and was, Noah sucked. I was not brooding. I was not into Jason Priestley. Right. Noah well, was the brooding placeholder like for, 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 <laughs> right. for uh, no, to, no, I have to Google this Scott. Noah was like Dylan Light. It, it should yeah, be like stated. Dylan and, came on the show and they had him and Dylan together towards the end. It was yeah. like uh, pretty sure you were just a placeholder. Like, get the fuck out of here. Right. And now, Kate, were you were you into Noah because um, w- one of your friends may or may not have intercoursed him in real life? Well, that was much later. Oh. So at, so after, all, after his TV career he was, dried up. He was no longer on 902. No, I just thought he was, Vin, cute. Vin I thought he was right? cuter than Luke Perry, but I did I did think Luke Perry was hot. Was he still playing yeah. the I was Noah on 90210 card? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, right, come I, on. He wouldn't you? do that. Think Why of all the things you? he's done since then. <laughs> Yes, uh, yes. I mean, to be fair, yeah. He's he's big. Um, Okay, and I I assume, again, I wasn't a watcher of the show, but I was not into any of these chicks. And and some people would argue that that Brenda was attractive. I didn't find her attractive at all. It was strictly for all guys, and I'm speaking to Ed and Travis, it was was Kelly Taylor that was the the sexable one on the show, right? Yes. Uh, Brenda Brenda had summer teeth. Right, bad teeth. Her eyes were crooked. I, yeah, she's she got some like big a things. Picasso painting. Yeah, she's, and the she one time she was in a bathing center. suit, she was yeah. in a one piece. Yes, she, she, no, it, it, except for in the opening credits where they did have her in a bikini yes, top, yes, and yes, all yes, the girls yes, wore yes. bikini top except for Andrea Zuckerman who wore a blouse, right? Not a shirt, well, not a, a blouse. A woman of a certain age a, would not. She be was wearing a pirate shirt. Right. As a girl, I found the casting of Steve Ian Ziring Ziring very confusing. Oh, it's fascinating. What was that? It's fascinating. We're going to get to that. So let's let's put a, a I have, when it comes to the women on the show, Kelly Taylor of the regular cast, the recurring every episode, the early cast, cast. Yes. was the only one yes. that you thought was was genuinely Brenda was different looking, but right. not classically beautiful. Right. Tori Spelling is legitimately ugly. She's like ugly. it's not yeah. it's not one of those yes. things you say oh, she's not my cup of tea. Like no. Here's any, the thing. she's not cute. any reasonable standard. She's yeah. an ugly woman. I agree. And, and before and same with Brenda. Before As a girl, though, sorry, Ed, just okay. Brenda had a cool attitude. Oh, really? Chicks thought right. she had a cool, sassy attitude. It did not make me want to have sex with her. Ed, what oh, were you going to say? Before the internet, 
you would see the opening credits and you'd be like, whoa, what's she doing there? And her name was Tori Spelling and the show was created by Aaron Spelling. Like, before the internet, you knew, like, oh, oh, I get it. I get it. I get why she's here. Right. And then you had Andrea, who that's just, I mean, we don't even need to talk yeah. about that, right? Yeah. We can move on. I would rank she Andrea was like somebody's uncle. Brenda. <laughs> the best looking girl on that show, week in and week out, is whichever girl Brandon had as his girlfriend. Right. The, the, he right. always had the best looking woman on the show was his girlfriend, whoever that might have been at any given time. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Like, like Nikki, Audrey from the first vacation. Yeah. So while we're at Let's talk about their ages, first of all. Ian Ziering, Kate brought this up. Steve Sanders. System? Clearly not of high school age. He's, de- he's definitely gotten some plug, plug work later in life. Because here's a guy. He's, he had he's, a receding hairline he's in, high in school. high school. He's in high school. He's wearing tank tops to high school and driving a Corvette. With a braided belt and tucked in. Yes. His tank top was tucked right. into denim jeans. He's also got a permed mullet. Mm-hmm. And a and a receding hairline. He basically looks like somebody's personalized stepdad. plates. Personalized <laughs> yes. plates. I ate a Ferrari. He's somebody's right. stepdad, but he's going to high school. I would ask, and this is something we play on this show. How fucking old is this guy? We'll go around the room. Ed Daly. I'm assuming you don't now? know. Assume, now, assuming you haven't researched, tell me right now. Steve Sanders, Ian Ziering, very fit guy, by the way. This guy trains. Yeah, he was. He was always. The Great only shape. one who actually resembled a man. Yeah. Like all the yeah, other yes. guys looked looked like spindly third grade girls. <laughs> that's because I thought that's I legitimately he... thought he was a mature age student <laughs> right, that had was <laughs> returning. So today, right now in twenty twenty fifteen, how old Ed, how fucking old is right. this guy, Ian Ziering? I think they were about two years older than me in in, in the showtime. That's, that's so right. he looked a little old. I'm gonna say he was forty I'm going to say right now he's 47. 47 years old. Travis Rogers. How fucking old is this guy? Ian Zero. I want to say he was older than I was, so yeah. I'm going to go... 47 is a good... I'll go a little 48. 48 years yeah. old. You today. price is right, me. 20, yeah. He, <laughs> I'd he go went, the other way, he wouldn't went, I? He went $1 over. Because I could go over. Yeah. Okay. Kate McManus. Ian Zero. I'm just going to go under 46. 46 years old. Ian Zeering, born March 30th. 1964 is 51 what? years old today. He's got a five spot, five handle on his age, which would make him in 1990. That was 25 years ago. That makes him 26 years old playing a high school sophomore. Very interesting. Should we play the same game? <laughs> playing it poorly, Luke, by the way. Luke Perry. Let's play it again with Very Luke Perry. Very confusing. How fucking old is this guy? We'll start with you, Kate McManus. Kate, how fucking old is this guy, Luke Perry, today? All right. I'm going to say he is 47. 47 years old. Travis Rogers? 50. 50 years old. Luke Perry and Ed Daly, your thoughts. Luke Perry's age. How fucking old is this guy? Um, If I'm going to say at. I'm going to say he's 45. Born October 11th. 1966. Luke Perry has just had his 49th birthday, so he would have been 24 years old playing a high school sophomore. What what was that? What was up with that? That was that was a thing in the 80s and 90s where they would make high school age people like the Breakfast Club. Like they they would 
It was a, it was a thing. Actors to play. <laughs> yeah. Ju- Judd Nelson. Across the board. Judd Nelson must have been in his late fifties when he was on Breakfast Club. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, the, in the th- other than the two girls, Kelly Taylor and Brenda Walsh, it wasn't even casted correctly in the sense that you could suspend your disbelief as you watched it. They were all glaringly too old. Yes. Like th- those two, you'd be like, oh, Obviously. okay, maybe. But yes. Luke Perry and Ian Ziering are Much like, too old. no, those guys. Luke was, Perry was had deep crow's feet. Yes. Yeah. yes. It was shocking. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go. We, we, we sol- I solicited many, many questions from the listeners. Let's get to one right now. This is from our good friend, Rome Show. He, he writes... When, the Bever- when Beverly Hills 90210 was on, I could never identify with any of the dorks on the show. Which character did you identify with most? Oh, that, that's actually from Pareda. Pareda 44 asked that. Travis Rogers, who did you identify with? <sighs> None of them line for line, but more than the other. Yeah. Not... Not Dylan, because I was a rule follower. Right, right. Not Steve, because I'm not stupid. And right. so that kind of leaves David Silver. I don't yes. really like to dance and rap, so that's not really yeah, going right. to work. You don't, you don't wear overalls with one thing undone? <laughs> no, yeah. I don't do that. Right. So DJ T. Ross. Only, only on the weekends. Yes. Right. I was, I was a little worried about getting in trouble, like Brando. Yes. I, but see, I did not share Brandon's moral compass. Like I was okay with people sure. being taken advantage of. Yes. That didn't bother me. As long right. as it wasn't me, yeah. I didn't really care. That's right. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess Brandon, because I was, I was afraid of getting in trouble yeah. more than anything. Like, in- Brando, Brando had his head on his head screwed on correctly. Interesting. I would, I would pick you to be a Jim Walsh guy because you, you, <laughs> you I can never picture you being, I've pictured you always being a, Dad age, <laughs> well, so even when you were like seventeen. And Brandon was like an annoying dad kid. That, that yeah, he was the true. kid that was acting like a dad. That's true. I wasn't the guy that was acting like a dad when I was a teenager, but I was the one who was worried about getting in trouble with my dad. So that's yes, that was yes. the Brandon angle. The, the other ones I, I didn't get at all. Like David Silver wanted people to see that. Like yes. I get being secretly a dancer. Right. Like that's something. No, you probably, he was he was openly a dancer. Like he was openly and, dancing. Guys, I'm gonna be doing. He a embraced showcase. it. Yeah. Come and watch yeah. me in my. Was showcase. he a break dancer? What kind was of dancing was it? Yeah, yeah. it was like popping and locking. Uh, uh, Ed, yeah. Ed Daly, same Pretty question sick. to you. Who did young Ed Daly, growing up in New Jersey, fantasizing about life in Beverly Hills, California? <laughs> who did you identify with? Were you a Sanders guy? Well, I I view this question as I, I need to go a little off the the main crew I identified with Deshaun Hardell because <laughs> he was he was the only person in the history of the show that actually played sports when I was in high school I played sports like I was not I was not like a meathead jock but like these guys I don't know what they did with the free time nobody even Steve Sanders who was in good shape he never played sports I, I don't I didn't I'd never hung out with people that weren't I mean, part of sports. They worked at the Blaze, Ed. He played golf with his dad, Rush <laughs> Sanders. And That's Brandon made golf, the basketball team. Oh, he did? Yeah, and it was his first year, and then he found out that the, the black kids right. that came in really didn't go to West Beverly, oh, so he had to write an article oh, for the Blaze, oh, and then he was on the outside out, yeah. Well, that, that always struck me. The one thing about Beverly Hills 90210, like, these kids weren't doing anything that I was doing in high school. <laughs> yeah, like, San- Sanders could have been on the football team. Right. Yeah. Oh, sure. Right. And Sanders, like, 
he would have been interested in maybe like smoking a joint with me. Like, I feel like there were kids at that high school that were cool and they just put the camera on the wrong kids. <laughs> right. Like, I didn't identify with any of those shit. No. They weren't doing nobody, anything. Nobody could. None of, they didn't listen to Primus. Like, they, they didn't get it. Uh, okay, let's let's hit another one. We took some, we have some voicemail calls to play. This one is from our dear friend Mark the Nomad. Let's hear Mark the Nomad's question for the crew. Hey guys, this is your uh, loyal listener, Mark the Nomad, and I had a question for the hundredth episode of the Baller Lifestyle about nine zero two one zero and the super fans. My question is simply based on your guys' fandom of the show. How were you able to lose your virginity? Thank you. <laughs> excellent, excellent question. Yep. Uh, uh, Travis, you lost your virginity in a pool house, it's my understanding. <laughs> not exactly true. Ed Daly. We I can go with that story. Ed, that could be the one. Ed Daly, I think, I think it's sort of a bigger, more global question where I think, I think Mark the Nomad has taken the piss out of you guys a little bit when he asks yeah. how, you know how, in general, were you able to lose your virginity? Not how specifically, right, Ed? You know the uh, the old glass houses statement. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar how, with it. How about if a guy who lives in Florida has a Jim Harbaugh tattoo and tweets about the Detroit Lions? How about if he's going to try to take a shot at you? Like, are you wow. really going to be insulted? Wow, probably not. Wow, because he's a huge fucking loser. Wow, taking shots, <laughs> taking shots at Mark the Nomad. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> I I appreciate you reaching out, Mark the Nomad. Let's go. Let's do another email question. Can I answer the question? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. So, was wasn't in a pool house? No. Well, no. See, what happens is is that when a man and a woman love each other, they engage in a special <laughs> embrace, and blood will flow to certain places, and then. <laughs> You just kind of take it from there. Right. That's how it oh, happens. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, physically. Just, yeah. Like physiologically. Yes. Gotcha. The, the oh, act if, of sexual if, intercourse. Yes. That's how it takes yes. place. Yes, it's beautiful. And, yeah. And if you want to know about my actual virginity loss, it was yes. brief, and it was during the intro to Bohemian Rhapsody in <laughs> the early 90s. Wait, you were watching Wayne's World. No, but like that was, remember, how, remember how it got popular when Wayne's World came out, yeah. like that song was on, I remember I didn't even make it out of the intro. <laughs> wow. wow. That's a long song. It is a long song. But, but they didn't even get to like the main part of the song, and I was already done. Kate, Kate McManus, we will spare you the trauma of having to describe the loss of your virginity. Specifically, we'll I'm, not, I'm not talking about specifically, that. Specifically, we'll spare <laughs> on this me. Podcast. I was going to say, I think we're sparing the wrong person <laughs> We'll here. spare me the trauma. You guys didn't ask me who I identified with on the show. Oh, who did you, ide- who did you most identify with? Um, Brenda. Of the main, Don't say Andrea. Of the Andrea. main cast, probably a combination of Kelly and Brenda. Kelly and Brenda. Because well, Kelly was hot. But and ultimately, you identify with a chick that ultimately Claire. Was who oh, I, Claire. Who was We're, really uh, who I identified Claire's, with. Claire's my freebie. We haven't gotten to Claire yet. And yeah. I thought I looked like her when I had like short hair. Claire's by far the hottest chick. That and I used to wear show. my makeup just yes. like her. You know that I have many, many thoughts on Claire yes. Arnold. Yes. Yeah. Chancellor we Arnold's daughter. Oh, she's Claire, fantastic. played by Kathleen Robertson, incidentally, is married to the manager of friend of the show, Gary Dauberman. That's right. That's right. So, so okay. shout out so to Kathleen I might, Robertson. I'm, I might be able to encounter her and cash in one of my freebies. Is that what you're saying? We're definitely going to let her know that we've done this show. Absolutely. And that she should have a listen. Absolutely. So. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, okay, here's another question. This is from our friend Rome Show. Like you, I have, of course, seen Beverly Hills 90210, but have limited knowledge of that show. That said, I do have a question that would best be answered by you. In your opinion, how do you think Travis Rogers and Ed Daly would be received by the gang <laughs> if they were classmates? I have Such my, a good question. I have my own thoughts of how a 40-something teenager and pasty East Coast guy might fit in, but I'll leave that to you to pass judgment. All the best, Rome Show. Well, I can answer that. Travis, I think, would have fit. These guys were nerds. These guys were not cool. Like, Travis would have fit Wait right in. He would have, he would have buddied right up with Brand. Hey, Brando, you want to shoot some baskets in the driveway? Like, they would have been buddies. Shooting baskets in the driveway is fun. Yes, they. He he would. Have, of course it is. Tra- Travis would have been a very cordial guest at one of the Walsh Thanksgivings. Cindy and Jim would have said, "You know what? Yes. He's a nice boy. Yes. You should have him over." Call, more. Have that Travis over. He's uh, always brings his dishes in. Like good what, kid, that Travis. What are his parents like? I bet you they're nice people. Ed has a massive aversion to the sun, and in here in the West Coast. Ed would have ran into the same problems that the, the Walsh twins would have run into because he is from another place. And he is from a place that people in Beverly Hills do not respect. <laughs> they would not have him. You're from where? They would not have embraced Ed. Luckily, Ed played football, but also Ed would never have done any of their trips to the beach due to his pasty skin condition and and love of 50-degree temperatures. I like 50. Due, due to the fact that it's boring. Yes, Trip yes. to the beach is boring. Uh, yes, yeah. Again, Ed, Ed would not have been on the same wavelength of these kids. He would have he would have found his way at West Beverly, but not with this group. Had I been in, dropped into the crew at West Bev, Dylan would have been out of the mix because yeah. Brandon and I would have become good friends. Yeah, and he, he would have realized that he didn't need to spend time with yeah. Dylan, that Dylan's a bad influence, that Dylan's somebody that brings a lot of negativity around the Walsh family. Yes. And Screw I, that drifter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I would... While Brenda would not have been my first choice, right. if I were over at the Walsh's a lot and Brenda was around, I mean, maybe, you know, familiarity breeds, uh, you know, familiarity. Did, did, did the Walsh's have a pool house? I, I don't know. I, no, they only had that one barbecue in their backyard that one time. They didn't spend a lot of time in the backyard. I don't feel like they had a pool. It's my understanding no, that you remember. do some of your best work in pool houses. Eh, long time ago. <laughs> long uh, okay. time ago. Along, but along those but I, I just want to reinforce... I wouldn't want to fit in. These were people who chased after Color Me Bad in high school. I never wanted to fit in with those people. That was only Donna and David. To be fair, the rest of the gang were at the Peach Pit eating Mega Burgers when they were stalking Color Me Bad. Uh, These kids had a terrible diet, by the way. (laughs) They all should have been obese. Ate a lot of pie. They were always at that diner stuffing their faces with that diner food. Where they would go to the the, the peach pit to eat pie when things went bad. When you're a a late teenager, early 20s, when things go bad, you use drugs and alcohol. Normal people do. (laughs) Speaking of the peach pit, we have another voicemail question. Let's go. I'm not sure who this is from, but he's got an excellent question, and it relates to the peach pit. Let's see what this voicemailer has to say. Ed. Brian, Miss Fancy. Hey, Brian, sorry to hear about your accident. Hope you get better. Hey, my question is for the uh, 90210 experts. With all this talk of James Dean being the porn star crossover into mainstream, 
yada yada, is uh, was Joe Tata, one of those guys. <laughs> Sounds like a porn star name to me. Verify, please. Okay, excellent question. Question from our listener. Joe Tata sounds like a porn star. Did Nat from the Peach Pit do porn? Joe Joe E. E Tata. Tata. Thank you. If we're going to, I'm going to insist on accuracy and respect. I was The E, the E is for engorged. That's the total. (laughs) That's the total porn star name. Good one. Uh, Was Joe E. Tata confused that he would get that worried that he would become confused with the other Joe Tata? So he added the E. And if his career had happened later, would he have been cast in The Sopranos? Good, good question. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe he was. He was too he is well known. A, he is an, he's a shoe in for The Sopranos if if he came around ten years later. Yeah, absolutely. He was a failed actor. You remember right. he have, he appeared in I believe a Roger Corman film earlier in his career. I mean, no and, one remembers that, but if you say so, Ed, Ed does. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. So. He had a little bit of the the theater bug in him, sure. so performing is performing. Yes. And eventually, when you realize that it's not going to happen, and that's not going to happen, and that's not yeah. going to happen, you just you have this in, unquenchable desire to have people see what it is you do, yeah. and that's something you can it's do. A, it's a TV job. He right. was on TV for ten years. <laughs> he right. probably put his grandchildren through college from that gig. Joe E. Tata. Good for Joe E. Tata. Not sure about his porn career, but still a great question. Uh, here, here's another question. Characters on the show, I'll start with you, Cato, and we will go around the room. Kate, which character on Beverly Hills 90210, if given the chance, would you like most to punch in the face? <laughs> Donna. Donna. Excellent. I think that would be everybody's answer. Well, here's the thing. You're, she got punched in the face. She was, so wouldn't you want to punch someone Ray, else in the Ray face? Ray taught her already. Yes, <laughs> right. yeah. She, she won't well, do it again. Travis, to be fair. Travis, for you. Who would it be for you? Oh, that's an easy one for me. Yeah. Uh, David, David Silver. David Silver, right yeah. in the teeth. Yeah. Just, I mean, the, with the guy you identify prejudice. with. Yeah, he'd come up, he'd dance at you, and you'd sock him. Oh, yeah. He goes side to side. There's that thing where he puts his oh, oh, fingers oh, by both oh, knees. Travis is dancing. It's so <laughs> terrible. And see, he's the guy that I would have, see, if I were part of the crew, I would have turned Brandon and Steve and Dylan against David, of and we would have we would have ostracized him and teased what? him, he was... and made him go back to his group. <laughs> he to begin was supposed with. to be a guest. Star. I love I he... love Travis's fantasies. Here here he would have ostracized someone, and then during the Karate Kid podcast, he uh, he fantasized about like t- turning against Daniel. Yes. He he loves I... fantasizing about being a bully. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also, yes. let's talk about where um, Silver is today. Oh, hold on. Hold Hold on. We need to we need to get Ed Daly's answer first. Oh, okay, okay. Ed Daly, given the, given the opportunity to punch a character from Beverly Hills 90210 in the face, who would it have been? Well, to me, I have an obvious answer and actually my true answer. Obviously, Felice Martin deserves the punch in the face more than anyone because she was. Donna's mom. Answer is what it is. It's the correct Don, answer. Yes. Donna's well, what's, mom what's is, is Donna's mother. Felice Martin, okay. but she was awful. She was an anti-Semite. She was everything. However, as bad as she was, the the guy that needs to be punched in the face is Joe Bradley, the quarterback for the <laughs> the, Condors. The, Calif- the California University Condors, who, when Donna the Virgin finally says, you know what, I'm giving it up, and he's dating her for a while, so it's not like, right. oh, he just was wasn't into her. Sitch. He was he was into her, and he cuts her off. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I'm a virgin. He's a college whoa. quarterback. 
he's sort of a, a pack. Pac-10. They were going to go to the Rose Bowl that year. Wow, the California yeah. Condors. Yes, and yeah. and and he turns down sex. What he deserved to be punched. Agreed. That's a great answer. Ed. Can I quick aside? Yes. And, and maybe Ed, you might be the right person to answer this. I've always kind of gone back and forth. California University. I was never quite sure whether they were knocking off SC or UCLA. It was a very interesting mix yes. of the two. But weren't they blue and gold like UCLA? No, they were. They were. They weren't. They yeah. were. It was a make believe team. It was, it was kind of red. a mix between were, the two. Yeah. So what, from the, I, from I always the distance, which USC. one was? USC. USC. I thought it was USC. I, but it was an academic place. And, and not, that's yeah, but UCLA. You never, yeah, USC You never saw that. Asians on their campus, so it couldn't have been UCLA. Great okay. point. Wow. And, and I discussion. Just, I just Googled Felice Martin. I now remember she was Do, awful. Would you like to punch her in the face? You, you know, I kind of wanted to punch um, Brandon in the face, too, because he was always such a smug know-it-all. Like, oh, always sure. like, like telling almost, everyone what to do and being the moral compass. And right. he was just really annoying. We, Almost uh, every cast member deserved to be punched. In the I face. would agree with yeah, that. Agreed. Uh, okay, speak, we're talking about David Silver. We, here's a question from our dear friend Thousand Steps. He asks, "Why did Howard fire Silver from the radio station for meth when Howard was a meth head himself? <laughs> himself, no honor among thieves." Travis Rogers. Well, see, the difference was Howard was an older classman with a ponytail. So yes. he, he he clearly understood the, an elder stu- state <laughs> the, the student radio vibe, which was ponytails and meth mixed in your orange juice. Is how he took it. Hey, oh, he, really? he would sprinkle it. So into bad for the stomach. The orange juice is bad enough. That's calories yes. and everything else. Yeah. But yeah, no. Howard was able to keep his meth use under control right. to perform right. his duties. It wasn't. He didn't fire David for being a meth addict. He fired David for being a bad DJ. That's oh, why he got fired. Great point. It wasn't the meth. It wasn't the meth. The meth led him to become a right. bad DJ, but it was the, the fact that he didn't show up for his work that got him fired. This is one of the few episodes I'm familiar with, and I happen to know that David Silver, he started using meth and maybe just truncated for time. They made him an addict that was shooting meth between his toes like Five days after the first time he ever tried it. Also, I have a that question. was a little weird. Is that not how that works? They, they went, they went quick so. with the storyline. They, they didn't have time for the in-between stages. Kate McManus? Do you think that if David Silver had have just been into speed and not meth, his DJ career would have soared? <laughs> it's a, it's a I think meth is speed, well, though. I think, yes. Remember what was on. I feel like he ice from, is different. Oh, yeah. But he went, we call it ice in Australia. <laughs> he went from being a random meth head uh, DJ to Howard Stern for a quick stretch. Like, <laughs> yes. He became like this shock jock who's like, yeah, dub your shitty ex and like stuff like that. Really? Like, he went, oh, he went at it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's he, true. Had a, he had a stretch as Howard Stern, like on a hit radio show where people are asking advice. And then he became a music video producer with Donna that they shot with their VHS oh, that they right. got for Christmas. What, <laughs> so along those lines, it seemed like. David Silver, he was he was really kissed in. He the actor bag Brian Austin Green. He's he's not supposed to be a main character, no. but he weasels his way in there. And eventually, the, most of the better writing, the best storylines are David Silver's storylines because they couldn't go dark with the other characters. Right. That's what it was. They didn't mind if they darked him out. But in so in the course of the they show, they put him in baggy jeans. They only got dark with Dylan when he came back 
after he left the show. He came back and then he was a hooked full up with the mobster's daughter. Oh, I didn't right. realize this. Whoa. I didn't know this. Now, Rebecca that was, that's why oh, he. Yeah. That's why he left. Tony Marchette. That's right. I like that um, Brian Austin Green Bag has gone from 90210 to his last TV appearance on the reality show Flipped. Right, flipping out. Flipping out, yeah. rather. Where he gets where, his house remodeled. Where he's remodeling his house, um, but it's clear that his marriage is, real life marriage is to, on the rocks, and things yeah. are not going well. He's a decade younger than him. And then, you know, a month later, they announced their divorce. Was like, there a single first. character... I'm trying to think, and I think there might be one. Was there one single character on that show that did not battle some sort of addiction? Because Brando, you're thinking Brandon's the one that didn't, right? Donna. Gambling. Brandon had gambling. Oh, had a gambling issue. Brandon had a gambling yeah. issue. D- Dylan was sober, wasn't he? No, he uh, kept coming on and off. Oh. And Sanders got into the weed a little what bit. What was Brenda into? Brenda, I think yeah. that's the answer. I think Brenda was the only one that didn't have she some sort of She was just into attention. Brenda yeah. got fired D- after Donna, like season three. D- the the creator's daughter. She had no problems. She didn't. Hang in, you're right. She you're couldn't right. lose she her virginity. Yeah, she's frigid. No one wanted to. Fuck I her. mean, you you Ed, you say she had no problems. To which I counter <laughs> that face. <laughs> <laughs> that boob job. Huge issue. Yeah. That she got. Uh, okay. she, her father is one of the most powerful, most successful television producers producers right. in mm-hmm. history. She couldn't get good history. She couldn't get good tits. I would imagine he has a revolving door in his office of yes. beautiful starlets that come in with a these Rolodex. huge, huge, beautifully constructed breasts. Go to my guy. And he sent his daughter to a butcher. Yeah. How yeah. does that happen? Yes. She First sh- ballot in the Weird yes. Tits Hall of Fame. Yes. It's so weird. She, well, I will say that it is very hard to do a good boob job on someone that skinny. It she never went too lo- big. It, she went too and big. And it never looks right because I, I have friends that have tried. Right. She went too big and she is... You have a, always have a weird refund gap. She is the personification a of weird the term. A weird what? Refund gap. What's refund that? gap. I don't know what that that's, 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 that's so when where your you have tits that weird are gap so far apart yeah. that, that you, have a weird you, you gap. should go ask for your money yeah. back. Oh, you, you've got. He's giving you a refund. Game. Oh, uh, okay. I'm up to speed. Got you. Uh, okay. Here, let's, part of the bad. Let's go. I, I will use that phrase by the end of the day yeah. today in the, my regular life. Let's go. Let's go to another question. This is from Ish, who once showed up in the lobby of Travis Rogers Radio Station unannounced. <laughs> Rank these Beverly Hills 90210 ladies: Kelly Martin, Donna Martin, or wait, pardon me, Kelly Taylor, Donna Martin, Andrea Zuckerman, Valerie Malone. What up? Brenda Walsh, Ed, I'll let you go first. That's a lot of names to, yeah. to remember. Who Rank those. Give me a top three. Well, do I have to rank between them? Like, can I pick other characters? Because Claire Arnold isn't on that list. She's not on that list, Ed. You have, to go, going from you the have list. to go from here. the don't, just, list. Don't go rogue here. We, we, we've determined right. Claire Arnold is far and away the best. Well, I, there's one. Well, anyway, go Emily ahead. Valentine. Go no, 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 no. Keats. No, oh, no. Vanessa Marcel. Oh yeah, no, that, she was that, hot. That, that, well, that's 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 what I was gonna say. Vanessa Marcel would definitely be. On so there. she's number one. Gina, she, Gina, King, Gina Kincaid. I would have Gina Kincaid, then Claire Arnold, then Tony Marchette, then Valerie Malone. Tiffany Amphrey Thiessen. Oh, right. Tap. Yeah, no, I like her. I like her. I'm a big fan of hers. She's just Tiffany Thiessen now. She's dropped yeah. the amber. She's, She's no, no longer tat. I found those but big she, cheeks very disconcerting. She has a big head. 
Yeah. So uh, in the Beverly Hills 90210 world, she's one of the best. On this list, Valerie Malone is the number one answer. Absolutely. There, now, yes. If we go, she's she's the number one on yeah. this answer. And then the reality is the bottom four. Valerie's a good number one. The bottom four are terrible. Right. Well, you da- put Kelly's Donna's te- It's Valerie. Donna's te- but to me, Kelly, you know, she was attractive before she got the Peter Pan haircut. But <laughs> but Valerie, I mean, uh, but but Kelly was uh, only a little better than Andrea as a character. She was terrible. But who would you but who would you want to bang? I think is more the direction. Can, of the can we go back to Valerie Malone for a second? Yeah, let's go back. Okay, to her. so she was by far the most attractive. She was by far the most adventurous. She had yes. all the appetites. So like whatever you wanted, she was down. Right. She was good. Valerie, she was yeah. she was screwing around with she, married guys. She, she ran a club. She she had yeah. whatever you wanted. Yes. To, she liked a little toot. She she yeah. was she was into she's whatever kind of it is you wanted yeah. to do. However, yeah. and I'm not going to be able to use refund gap here, but I have an issue with her breasts as well. Really, they're yep. they're. Too cone shaped, oh, and I don't know if it was a yes. bra choice. It's a bra thing. It probably was. I, I don't yeah. know. It's it's yeah. they, were, they were looked like when you watched Mrs. C from Happy Days. Oh my okay. god. Okay, oh so yes, yeah, she had she had wire bras, oh, right? Yeah. So, but it's this cone. It yeah. looks like a snow cone that's been inverted and put in Just, there. I don't like that no. look. I like round. I like a teardrop, who's, and this was not that. Who's noticing Mrs. C's tits? That's <laughs> what I was thinking. I'm just saying that Miss Miss. <laughs> by the way, you go back, Marion Ross oh, in the Happy yes. Days. Travis, this is being recorded. I'm fine with this. Oh my god! No, Mr. C clearly yeah, he, knew what he was doing. Care of I'm just looking yeah. at a cast yeah, list. Was... I, I think it was a bra choice. I don't think she had banana loopers. No. But, but <laughs> they, were, they were. I think she had regular tits, but she had pointy. Just, just, okay, so just here's the thing, just, Ed. Yes. If and not that I've really spent a lot of time looking into this, or maybe I have. If you look at all of the pictures of her. This is how she rolls. She's choosing this. She chooses that kind of bra. It's a weird choice. Mm. They're 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 not. The, the <laughs> refund gap is non-existent. They're yeah. being like because she's not. She's full figured. Yes, but they're not the way you would expect a full figured woman to right. be shaped. Yes, and it's 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 one of those things that takes you out of the moment because I'm trying to figure out what's going on with that. Do you think she ruins it? Do you think she potentially had those nipples that look like suction cups on top of the breast tissue? Because <laughs> if so, I'm out. Those, I, I don't least, know. I just know that kind of she had a, her shape was pleasing yet odd. Interesting. Yes. Kate, go, you have a list there. That's not nipple shame on this show. Okay. <laughs> I'm just looking at a just, character. But, a I'm, list not, of, I'm not into those suction But just ones. to clarify, Andrea is is number five on any list. I'm into like the Obviously. I'm into like the Gabrielle Carteris. Yeah. yeah. She had a talk question. show for a period of real time. Real quick, real quick. No, I have a quick question. Quickly. Okay, all right. And this is going to cast us. Hillary Swank was on one the show? season. Yeah, very toothy. Also, mm-hmm. I've just um, I've just remembered Lindsay Price. She's she was attractive. Yes, she was very was. pretty. She, yes. she actually she, ended up marrying was, she, a, a friend of she's a, the Asian a, one. Yes, a good friend of a yes. friend of mine, yeah. Cur- oh. Curtis Stone, who's yeah. an Australian chef. They're oh, married wow. now. And they have a couple of kids. So you're, do you know him, Curtis Stone? Plink, yeah. You have Plink. to tell him to chill out on the hair dye. Plink. Yeah, he's I don't. Going I don't know him, but he's very good that. friends if, with a if you guys, former if, friend if of mine. You guys didn't hear that sound. <laughs> That's Kate yes. McManus dropping names. <laughs> yeah, that it sounded like name dropping. Speaking um, of sp- Lindsay, Lindsay Price has has gotten better looking. She's I have no idea she's pulling the steam, steam Birkin. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's like a Steenberg. Yeah. Yeah, she's getting better looking with age. She was. Good, good enough looking, but her character 
was someone who is just domesticating Sanders okay. at the at the risk of being somewhat uh, stereo guilty of stereotyping. Is Lindsay Price doing agri commercials now, where she's laying on that shade lounge, <laughs> looking into the camera like? My man now knows how to yeah. take care. That's no, her, she, right? That's not her. Oh. That is her. I, I, I googled her. It's no, not. She's and been I on felt, some I felt TV racist for googling lately. that. She's, In the last like three, four years. She's okay. She's she's attractive. She's, she's good. Looking. Not my deal. Not my deal. Uh, okay. Speaking of that, we're t- we're talking about Andrea Zuckerman, Ugh. Ed Daly. How fucking old is that guy? Andrea Zuckerman, obviously much older than high school age, doing the show. Give me your best guess. How fucking old is that guy? Andrea Zuckerman, Gabrielle Carteris. All right, so she, if I take away, what, quarter century? She's at least a double nickel right now. You're saying 55, that's your, that's your guess, 55. I'm going to say 56, 56. 56 years old. I'm going to go higher. I, I bet you she's close to 60. I'm going to go 58. 58. Well, both of you have just guessed older than my mother, by the way. Uh, uh, Kate McManus, Gabrielle Carteris, Andrea Zuckerman. How fucking old is that guy? I remember thinking that she was had, had to be at least 15 years older than me. Yeah, yes. Um, Which would make her And I'm going to go like, I'm going to go like 54. Kate McManus. Nailed it on the head. January, she's about to have a birthday. January 2nd, 1961. Gabrielle Carteris is approaching her 55th birthday. She's 54 years old, minus 25. That makes her 29. Playing a high school sophomore. I would also like to point out that as a 54 year old, she looks like a bad 54. Like she's a (laughs) beat up 54. Who's seen her recently? No one. a 54-year-old who needs a lot of sleep. <laughs> I may or may not Google these people periodically to see what they're up oh, to. Wow. Okay, guys. We have another voicemail. I think this one comprises a few questions, and this guy goes deep. This is at Judy Bloom from Twitter. He reached out. He also comports himself to be an expert mm. in Beverly Hills 90210. So he's got some very episode-specific, storyline-specific questions. Let's have a listen to what he has to say. Where to begin? Uh, I have to ask. There's a there's an episode, season two, season three, maybe, and uh, it would seem that Andrea and Brenda are both enrolled in this uh, acting class at the high school. It's during the height of the summer. They're taking a class. Yeah, I don't know how to really. And their teacher, this uh, this guy Chris, who uh, who I think by the way plays a young Elvis Presley in some terrible TV movie. He chooses Andrea over Brenda. What what foolishness? What are you talking about? Who how does this happen? Number one. He has to date inside his religion. Uh number number two. Good point. Who had the worst clothing on the show? Was it Steve? I I contend it might have been Steve Sanders. Although Steve is also the funniest guy, so maybe someone intentional. Finally, two I have to ask. Um, if you look at the course of the characters over the what, ten seasons or so, who's the worst person? Who's really, who's done the most horrible, uh, you know, done the most terrible things to other people, been the most selfish, been an outright ass? I, you know, again, I would contend it's Valerie, but uh, I would still like to hear your take. Uh, so please, you know, answer these questions. Okay, guys. He, I felt a lot of outrage Round in that. two. Well, <laughs> Valerie Malone, Valerie Malone like wasn't, fire. wasn't on the show long enough to be the worst person. But let's go around the room. We'll start with Ed Daly. Worst person in the history of the show. Who is the worst 
person, not the worst character, not the worst The character that did line. the worst yeah. thing. Worst, worst human being. Who's the biggest asshole? Go ahead. Without question, Kelly. Kelly she Taylor. Was she slept with everyone's boyfriend, wow. yet was not afraid to call uh, Valerie and Gina whores and sluts anytime like they slept with her boyfriend. She was she was terrible. She was judgmental. That's yet true. She, she was. She was so judgmental, yet she was the one who joined a cult and started snorting booger sugar with her $100 bills. She was, she was very preachy, and she was awful. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I, I didn't expect that from Ed. Kelly Taylor, Travis Rogers, worst character, worst person on the show. I think that Ed said it earlier. Felice Martin, I think we're overlooking because she was an anti-Semite. She was a racist. She was every terrible thing you could right. ever be. But She was a wrestling heel for a yeah. mom. <laughs> yeah, she, she really was. I mean, how often was she on the show? More than you might think. A and, lot. And, and yeah. the hypocrisy. So we revealed that she wouldn't let Donna give it up. Yeah. And then we found out that she was having an affair at the Belle Hotel. Oh. That's so right. She was, was a real a hypocrite. Right. Interesting. The, Felice co- the Color Me Bad episode. Right. Yes. So, wow. so Landmark episode. I'm not going to say her because I think that she's almost off the board because she's yeah. too right. Kelly's an interesting choice. I would offer Steve Sanders is the answer to this question. Whoa. And here's oh, why. Wow. Steve Sanders committed a legitimate academic fraud at West Beverly where he went into the computer and switched his grades, which is not yes. just bad for him, but it screws it up uh, for everybody else. I mean, Ferris Bueller did the same thing, and he's a hero. He right. was accused yeah. of date rape at California right. University. But he didn't do it. Well, he still... Was, two sides to every was, story. He was in the midst of another scandal. Yeah. He was constantly involved in shady financial dealings, whether That's it was true. him running a club or him being a manager. He, le- or he learned from, that from his dad, Rush Sanders. He was a yeah, very Rush shady, was a shady guy. Yeah. He was constantly abusing alcohol. You know, it happens, but yes. he was somebody that did yes. not understand that there's a line to do these mm-hmm. things. And he was a trust fund baby. Yeah. Everybody hates that guy. Drove a, drove a Corvette drove to high school at 16. Car, had a house on Malibu. Yes. Was able to do all of these things. Yeah. Got courtside Laker tickets yeah. and never earned That's any of yeah. it. And yet treated other people that didn't have access to these things they as lesser as people. As He's a pretty bad guy. He, he had an interesting arc. Kate McManus, worst person on the show. I don't know. I don't remember. But listening to all these, I think Sanders was pretty douchey. You're, you're, you're with Sanders? <laughs> Are yeah. you kidding me? Felice well, Martin was, was, aw- was awful. He was my favorite. No question. I and Kelly Melissa was. Sanders. I agree with that too. She was a. She was a bitch. Mm-hmm. She Kelly sucked. was a bitch, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Because she was the good girl she, on the show. She no, was she the original. A, she originally she stole Dylan from Brenda. Yeah, oh, that's that's that's, true. that's that was the first. That's... That was her first move, and Dylan comes back at the very end. He's been supposedly living with with Brenda in London. Yeah. He comes back at the very end. To tell Kelly, they sit in the beach, he and he's cash. like, "Cause yeah. I'm, cause I missed you." Yeah. So she, she, she gets him in the end. Yeah. She, she must have done things that he missed. Worst, yeah. obviously. Obviously. Hey guys, I want to jump in here and talk about our good friends, Herman Marshall whiskey. I know I have told you before, but I can't say it enough. It's Christmas time. I don't know about you guys, but there is nothing more exciting. You hit a certain age, and you don't want Star Wars figurines. You don't want model trucks. You don't want a new baseball glove. You're a man. You want booze. And you want good booze. You have grown to know what tastes good. And of course... I know what tastes good, and it's Herman Marshall whiskey. So guys, 
get with it, Herman Marshall Whiskey, smooth Texas bourbon. Worst wardrobe. We'll go, we'll go the other direction. We'll start with Kate McManus. Kate, who had the worst wardrobe on the show? That's a hard one. I mean, Andrea's like the, the obvious choice. She looks like my English lit teacher when I was a senior. Like, exactly. But see, here's the and thing, dressed Kate, like it too. She would have taken that as a compliment. Like, yeah. you feel like you've insulted her, <laughs> but she's, she's looking at you like, well, thank you, Kate. That's yeah, very yeah, nice totally. of you to say. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, David Silver had pretty yep. bad clothes. Yes. It's like yeah. baggy, there's like wearing, those baggy Unco jeans. He's wearing and, yeah, Jinko, what was it, Junko? Yeah. And Cavaricis. Like, everything <laughs> that was Cavaricci. bad. Everything that was bad, he was into overalls, all the above. Yeah, I was kind of into, like, Steve Sanders' was, like, 80s yeah. villain outfits and stuff. I, I was like, that's like pretty that tight. But, yeah. He um, wore dolphin shorts unironically. <laughs> yes. You, you would dress like that today. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Travis Rogers, your thoughts. Who would you say was the worst, had the worst style Brandon on the show? Brandon, interesting. It, it, and here's the thing. Which is very, very weird because I, if I looked at a picture of Brandon right now, any picture, I'd be like, oh, that guy dresses like Travis. Which is not a good thing, which is not something you want to do. He... <laughs> Wears high top basketball shoes at the beach with short, like tennis shorts and a tucked in shirt with a braided belt. And his, this is his, I'm trying to look good. I'm here to party and have a good time. Basketball shorts and high socks at the beach. Uh, Yeah. Unbelievable. That's pretty much the end of that. Unbelievable. By the way, you know who had an underrated, terrible wardrobe that we just kind of gloss over it, but upon further viewings, it pops like crazy. Cindy Walsh's gear is off She's the charts. She's a bad dresser. Horrible. Wow. Which matronly doesn't even begin to cover God. what it is. She, like, Jim clearly did not have a lot of libido because no, Cindy no. was not putting it out there. She definitely had a mom look. That, that'd be interesting because she looked to be about 70 years old Carol when Potter. they started the show. <laughs> yeah. Carol Potter is the actress's CP. name. I would like to know... <laughs> How and of course it's the first when you look it up it is the first the first recommendation is, is age. Ed Daly, we'll start with you. How what, fucking what old a, is this guy? <laughs> Brandon Walsh's mom. Well, if she's now she's sixty five. She's sixty five years old. You're calling her sixty five. But that, what about my worst clothing? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm miss, sorry, Ed. Yes, who, you missed you missed the clear one. After his summer in Texas. <laughs> Scott Scott Scanlon showed up in the ten gallon hat and the bolo tie without question. Oh, I forgot about that. Nothing wrong with that. That's the pretty, only thing, that was pretty. The hot, only actually. thing that saved his horrible clothing choices was his choice in what to do with the gun at the birthday party. <laughs> I like I like after Scott had his accident that his mother's coping mechanism was to throw a lot of pool parties. Wow. That was interesting. And wow. David was forced to come to them because he felt guilty. Yeah, it was his buddy. It was Scott Scanlon. So your, your kid blows his head off and it's like, you know what, let's just, let's have a pool party. I wonder, I wonder how Scott Scanlon's life went out, went on after that. He, I mean, he gets, that was what season? It didn't that, go on. That was season two, right. He, he, the actor gets killed off in season two, and then he sees all these fucking assholes. He sees that silver guy who was bad, Brian Austin Green, was supposed to be a guest star. Yeah, he's like, he was my equal. Yes. They had, remember, they were the nerds. Remember, they were out on Halloween, and they were going to throw eggs at people. 
And then yeah. because the cool kids pulled up and said, hey, David, why don't you come with us? He left Scott hanging. And that's when Scott should have known that the next script was coming or yeah. old Scott was taking one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he should have known. Okay. He's the only actor I right now. Oh, never mind. I just remembered it. I was going to say he's the only one his name, real name I don't know, but it's Douglas Emerson. It wow. just popped into my wow. head. Wow. Excellent job. Okay. Yeah. Trav, how fucking old is this guy, Cindy Walsh? How old is she today? She looked right. she looked 69 so she years old in 1990. 25 years ago. I'll say she's 67. Kate McManus, your thoughts? Mm, yeah, about my mom's age, 67. She is 67 years old today exactly, May 21st, 1948, which makes her 42. Younger than Travis Rogers, yeah. barely older than me. That's shocking. When she was playing the Walsh matron. That she's younger than my wife is shocking. Back then, is yes, shocking, it's shocking. Because Susan looks 20 right. years younger yes. than that Susan woman. is far yes. more youthful yes. this, it, than Cindy. Of course. She could have... That could have been Susan's mother of at course. that point. Also, we need to address she the fact... 60 years old. That yeah. Sim and... Sim. Cindy and Jim were the most square parents... Oh, yeah. Ever. Well, they're from Minnesota. They had Midwestern they values. They were huge yeah. squares, and they annoyed his, me. Jim Walsh's Midwestern values in the first uh, That's Seinfeld true. That's true. mock draft. I remember that. I recall that. Okay, another question from a listener. This is also from Thousand Steps, who is appears to be just as big a nerd as you guys regarding the show. He asks, how do you think Colin and Danny Five handled prison and do you think Brandon and Steve still dabble in bounty hunting <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what that means neither what I don't know what that means Ed Daly I'll, I'll let you answer that first what, who are who are Colin and Danny five and, and do you think they did okay in prison well Colin was Kelly's cokehead boyfriend I would guess he turned on Danny five his dealer and got a reduced sentence Lighter and sentence. Went, went to rehab. So I, I think he's all right. Danny Five was like that real wispy mustache kind of guy, like probably not good. And then as far as bounty hunting, I'm guessing Valerie Malone went that route yeah. because she worked a bounty hunting thing with with uh, J.J. Jones. Oh, my God. That's right, oh J.J. Play, we went to Mexico. Play, oh, my God. Play, to played by Wing, Wings Hauser. Father of Cole Hauser from Dazing Confused. Wow. Whoa. So Unbelievable. I think Colin, I think you're right. I think he probably ratted early to get out, but Colin yes. was a habitual offender. He yeah. was not somebody that was going to get squared away. So he would have gone on the right. inside soon yeah. and he would have been the bitch in prison. See, he would have, he would have just, yeah, he was you're saying beautiful. he's in prison for he something was a, else. He was a, or, he was a yeah. very pretty target. As, yes, as Jason Stewart would say, was he, was he gorgeous? He was gorgeous yeah, and he would he have was. been, in, he would have rolled easily because he didn't want to fight. He was no, not a, he's an artist. Not he's yeah. not a fighter. I, oh, wow. I had so, to Google him. He yeah. dated Kelly Taylor during her um, short mom hair. Oh, and, I remember that and guy. Thin, yeah. And yes. thin eyebrow yeah, face. He was one of those guys that guest starred around a, on a lot of shows. He was an artist who was, he was only, dreaming. his only good art came when he was high on cocaine. So oh, he started to use he had more to be cocaine. Up. He yeah. loved Clinton. Rob, yes. Rob Mays is that. Yes. Name. Yeah, that's a lot of people's story. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. He was a bad character because he created drama Series between Kelly and season Don. Season four. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm blanking on her name, Valerie. Right. Right. Interesting. Oh yeah, they, he dated Valerie, right? Yeah. Val- oh, Valerie. Kelly? He, Valerie knew him from like a former life. Like they never explained it, but like 
she knew him back That's from right, Buffalo. Back in the day. I remember that guy. I remember seeing that guy around. Uh, okay. Favorite episodes. Kate McManus watching down in Australia and eventually here in the States. Do you have a favorite episode? Was it the Color Me Bad episode? Was it the time the Flaming Lips played the Peach Pit? <laughs> that really the, happened? The Peach yes. Pit After Dark? Yes, that, that was it. Have they been around that long? Yes. God, I'm shocked to hear that. Um, I'd have to really have my memory jog to be able to so just you're, tell you. So you're opting my, out. Yeah. I, 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 I just don't. I appreciate I just that you're don't not a have massive that man. much watch, of a I'm gonna, memory. I'm going to ask these two guys, and they're one. both going to have answers. Travis Rogers, go ahead. Tell me, what is your favorite episode of Beverly Hills 90210? I liked it when they, it was the first episode of the season before they were going to enroll at California University, and they had to get all of the storyline out of the way before they could get into all the stupid stuff. I would would imagine, as not a fan of the show, when they went, also, first of all, they spent five years in high school. Right. That was a little weird. Sure. Then they, they go to college. Would that not have been the jump the shark moment for the show it couldn't have been as good once show got better when they're in college wow. i agree it improved. I, I agree with that okay back yeah. to your favorite episode. so i think so brandon is gonna go to see you and california and, university andrea's mm-hmm. on the fence whether she's gonna go to yale or see you brenda's gonna go to minnesota dylan's gone kelly and don are both going to see you david had remember he had to take a crash course so he could graduate with them so right. he could go forward so brendan's gone to yeah, london yeah. to some yeah. acting yeah. academy right. david was a so that came later because he, he, he skipped skipped his senior okay. yeah. Dave, yeah. david was a year younger but they they couldn't have him in high school and everyone else in college and i love that um so. Andrea has to choose between CU and, and Yale. Yale. Yeah, of course. Right. Hard so, decision. So definitely not USC. CU, the <laughs> same place that Steve Sanders got into, right, who had right. committed a massive academic yes. fraud to just graduate <laughs> from high school. There, there are some <laughs> plot holes. His in dad, this, right? Rush Sanders, probably right. pulled some strings. Well, Rush Sanders was a, a member of the the Keg House when right. he was at CU. Right. Yes. So he, he, he was he, he was, was the original shot caller. Keg House. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Steve Sanders was a member of the Keg House. Um, so that was the beginning of all of this, yes. and it was the, which what launched them into the second phase of this show which right. was their university year so that's kind of that was my favorite one so this would have been the first episode of season six it, it, and it had one of the great plot devices that they would use frequently where they would try to put brandon in a situation where he would have a love interest in a woman not a kid but a woman yeah. so this agent's daughter came and tried to mace him as he was waking up from a stupor from the night before <laughs> yeah. and she was Clearly, much too old for the role that she was supposed to be right. there, but like everyone on the show, because he's an adult, yeah. but he's a freshman in college, yeah. he's gonna try to have sex with the 36 year old agent who yeah. just stumbled into the room. Did he bang her? No, uh, no, they just they, they uh, realized it wasn't gonna work out. Uh, he, sh- he should have, yeah. but no, absolutely right. okay. Ed Daly, so Travis likes, I, I assume, episode one of season six, the when they go to college, when yes. everything's wrapped up from high school and they move on to the next phase. Ed Daly, tell me your favorite episode of Beverly Hills 90210. Well, I get that these two answers are going to make me seem like a worse dude than I should be, but uh, one, when Scanlon shot himself. <laughs> that was, I, I enjoyed that. That was, that was on but season also, two, right? That was very early in the show. Like, yeah, maybe three. Season, like yeah. after the summer episodes when they didn't even have Scott oh, Scanlon. Hold on. He, was, like, he was only on 18 episodes, so it would have been in the second yeah, I think season. Yeah, I think he was season one, but season two were, were the summer episodes yeah. where they had already been like, yeah, we'll call you if we need you. Right, like, right. And then they're like, oh, what were you doing over the summer? And he was in Texas, and then he shot himself. Right. But a tie with that is, I, I, I don't like domestic violence, 
but I kind of like when Pruitt threw Donna down the stairs. <laughs> Good episode. It, it's the it's the right answer. Now, Ed, Ed yeah. is right because he kept pounding on her and she kept going back right. and he which was, is which is how it happens. Which is exactly how yeah. it happens. And then. Kelly, or I should say Valerie, saw her get thrown down, and it was all the classic, no, I slipped, no, you don't understand. He, he told me to stop. It was all of those terrible domestic violence cliches that you hear. Do you, does anybody yes. remember? Because Ray Pruitt, played by Jamie Walters. Yeah. How do you talk to an angel? Does anybody remember his hit song? <laughs> Clearly you oh, guys yeah. do. How do you talk, talk to, to an, an angel? angel? He was singing about Donna Martin. Yeah. That's, that's I read one of those. An angel. I read one of those Where Are They Now. He's a firefighter. He well, he would perform in bars and people would be like, Fuck you! We hate we hate domestic violence. Like people would be like yelling at him like they didn't realize he was playing a role. That's pretty great. He also had one T because that's all his mama could afford. (laughs) This is known. Ray Pruitt (laughs) with only one T. Ray by the way, Ray Pruitt's mom was a chick who used to be on Benson. Who is also Michael Keaton's ex-wife? No Whoa. kidding, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, you I know, in the Oscars or whatever, chills <laughs> right there. Continue, continue, Ed. You're amazing. When when Keaton was was uh, I, I guess it was Golden Globes or one of those speeches, and he's talking about his son. His son is with Ray Pruitt's mom. Ooh. He th- wait the a- the actor that wait the actress that played Ray Pruitt's mom. Yeah, not that not was that was Ray Pruitt's actual mom. That was the former Mrs. Keaton. Wow. Fantastic. I, I, I want to go back to something he said when Scott Sandlin went to Texas and then he came back with the guns and the cowboy right. hats and the bullet yes. ties. That's cool. Whenever they that. needed to irreparably alter a character's backstory, they would send them to Texas. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. Who so else went to Texas? Donna Martin went to Texas one summer because she was going to get an the, abortion. To get the de- no, she quite the opposite, uh, frankly. She was going to enter the debutante circle, and so they sent her to oh, Texas what? so she could debut in Texas, uh, and they were a part up. of that, yes. Is that even a thing? That's yeah, and then, then, and then she brought Deshaun Hardell back to the house, and know. that was a non-starter yes. with Desha- police. Oh, because that sounds like a... An, a, a Deshaun Hardell Chocolate Black. Chocolate Thunder. That wouldn't, and that didn't go well. I got that right. That's right. Right, Ed? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. you're correct. Wow. Uh, okay. So if you went to Texas on 90210, something bad, bad things, was bad about things. To well, should we should we devote a minute to, to Scott Scanlon and his hat? <laughs> the Laker hat. Yeah. He wore a Laker hat, but he wore it up on top of his head with his bangs coming out of it. That was not a like, style. Who was way back? Who was way back? Oh, it's Travis's. Travis raises his hand because it was his style of wearing a hat. I may or may he, not have he, done that. Exact he wore same that thing. Laker hat like at a BC. Wore his. That's hat right. How did it stay us. on? How did how did that hat stay on? Was it clipped? Was it clipped to his head? Yeah, I would I would do the same thing. I wore my yeah. Arcadia High School wow. baseball cap with the bill at forty five degrees and my hair in front. You would wear your Arcadia baseball hat when. Not when you were in the game yes. or at practice. Yeah. Like you wear it around campus. How, how else is somebody going to know that I'm on the team, uh, Brian? I mean, I feel like. No, no, no. I didn't wear it on campus. I wore it. I would wear around. it. Around. Right. Wow. Right. Interesting. So the answer is yes. People did do that. Yeah. It, clearly, since the actors were all in their late 20s, so were the people that were producing the show because no one looked Normal. They didn't dress normally. They they were all completely out of their element in terms of style, including Scott Scanlon's hat on the top of his head. I dug it. 
Okay. Well, he, yeah. And then he traded it for the 10 gallon hat. Yeah, he did. I like that. I the like that. 10 gallon hat. I feel like I'm going to need to rewatch. Isn't it on like Soapnet or something like it's that? It's on Pop yes, Network. Pop Network. But everything's on YouTube. I have a question for you guys. What character appeared in the most number of episodes? Oh, that, that had to be. Oh, Brandon left it. No, yeah, it's not him. No. It's got to be Kelly it's or Donna. Donna. It's Kelly or Donna. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Oh, I have it here. I have it. I here. have it here. That's one. Well, it's got to be a tie because they okay. never left. Okay, the hold show. on. Right. Hold on. Before let's let's let Ed Ed. It, you're saying Kelly and Donna. Well, yeah, tied. They both they both were on the show the entire. Travis time. Rogers, do you agree with that? Yes. Um, Kate, I have it here. Do you? Yes, I do. Okay, go ahead. Tori Spelling, 291 episodes. That's right. Kelly Taylor, 290. Steve Sanders, 290. Yep. Um, Donna, out. Donna, one episode. And then more. fourth or, is Bag, Brian Austin Green, 289. Yeah, 289. Two, 291, 290. Jason Priestley only has 244. Because he left. He missed like the last two seasons. Yeah. He, Where he did, did, why did he leave? Really? Why did they write him off? He had enough money. He, yeah, he wanted to go race cars. <laughs> and he nearly died. How'd he had that, a bad that, accident. How'd that work out for you, Brando? <laughs> I was just Googling some of his love interests. Remember Emily Valentine? Can yeah. we, we spend some time on her? Let's talk about Emily Valentine. All right. Uh, what, what do you, who who was was she the short haired blonde? Yeah, she was the short haired blonde uh-huh. that came from out of town. She was the new kid, and she fell like in with peroxide the peroxide blonde. Yeah, she like looked like Roxette. She was remember okay. Roxette? Yeah, Roxette. So was she hot. she kind of had yeah. a little Roxette thing going yeah. on, and she showed up and she fell in with Brandon. She was bright and she was part of the blaze. She was the kid that you. And then all of a sudden she took Brandon to a rave when we found out she was a little sketchy. Yeah, she, and then she, you gets some, she gets some euphoria. She yeah. drugged him on euphoria, and oh, you knew which was ecstasy. Right? No, yeah. it was Euphoria, Euphoria, but right, and yeah. so you knew where to get it yes. because the guy in the club had a big four on his shirt. Yeah. Oh, very that's, subtle. That's yeah. very yeah. subtle. Yes. Yeah. And what, Travis? What was what was the uh, the code word to get into the party? It was an egg. You needed oh, an egg, yes. right? That's right. I would, yeah. I'd like to exchange an egg. <laughs> that's oh right. my god, you guys are such nerds. But she was. But so she turns out. See, they they took an advantage instead of just making her a crazy ex who. Brandon had sex with and then he was upset because he had sex under false pretenses where he was on euphoria and then she tried to burn down the homecoming float and the Walsh the, the Walsh residence and then they, instead of deciding to make her a total crackpot they just gave her mental illness so Absolutely. they kind of punted on yes. that they, they really could have gone right. to a place they're like, you know what it's an opportunity to, to explore mental illness and now instead of it being awesome it's like yeah. just kind of sad yeah it's kind depressing of it. it's depressing well think about think about that uh she she was the worst actress, but she was surrounded by some bad actors. Yeah. Like that, that's an so interesting question. Sort of. Let, yeah. Let's let's put that out to the group. Who was the worst actor on the show? Ed Daly. I'll allow you to go first. Well, that that uh, I did a column a couple of weeks ago about the Thanksgiving episodes of Nine Two One Zero. Yeah, and I watched an episode where she was like. Brandon, you know I'll always be true to you. This is Emily like, Valentine. It was, she was horrible, yeah. but the worst actor of all, Mel Silver, <laughs> David Silver's dad. And my my proof Dr. that Silver. he's not yeah. Not only is he a bad actor, but after he was done with the show, he left showbiz and he's like the play by play announcer for Duke basketball. Get the fuck out of here! That's a great yeah. job, Mel yeah, Silver. He's, is that he's true? A, He's not only a shithead in acting, he's a shithead by supporting oh. the the shittiest shithead 
uh, Ed Daly went to Maryland. School. He hates Duke. He hates Duke so much. That's awesome. Travis Rogers, who was the worst actor on the show? There were virtually no good actors. Like, if you look at these people's careers after mm-hmm. the fact, very few of them actually ever worked None after this. I would, I would say Kathleen Robertson is probably oh, the... stop it. She can act. Jason Priestley she, no, at I'm least saying she's, she's, she's a legit actor. I, yeah, she, like, I like it when she acts. Priestley gets work. She's... She'll she'll do like Artie. Thiessen was good Tat. too. She was good. Yes. And beyond that, Saved by the Bell. And Shannon Doherty could act. So she. I'm she, gonna she, say she, that she's never worked. Tori again. Spelling was the worst actor. Yeah. Steve okay. Sanders yeah. was the worst. What? Ian Zero oh was, my god. Everything is. Watch his facial expressions. Oh my god. Everything is turned up to ten. There is just, there is no subtlety in anything he does. If he's outraged, just Google he goes, the. Uh, what? Just Google the, he's, the. I'm very outraged. <laughs> it's, 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 no, you're right. Unbelievably that was a good horrible. rendition. Wow. Just quickly. Pre- Just Google the uh, Dick's Dead episode with, with Steve Brandon Sanders. Dick's Mourning dead. the loss of Dick. Who's yeah. Dick? I'm, I'm shocked. Brandon was Travis the quarterback. No. It no. says here, no, never played Priestley no. was the group's off-screen quarterback. What does that oh, mean? Off-screen, like, he's the leader of the group. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, hey, he was he, a, he'd be like hey, I got us a table at Hyde. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah. Also, he it says here, in season one, after one of his drinks was spiked at a party, he briefly experienced a problem with drinking. What? Well, he got yeah, in an accident with Mondale, and that was the end of his drinking. Mondale, by the way, was what he called his car. Right, because they're from Minnesota, Walter oh, Mondale. He had, he had a Mustang. Right. No, well, he had Mustang after he broke up Mondale. I don't understand Mondale. how he got a drinking problem because he had a drink spiked. He had one night of drinking. Oh, someone gave him some alcohol, and, got... and then he became an alcoholic. Just like one day of gambling made him a gambling Right. Yeah, just like, like, that's, that's what he just did. Like he was one a huge line loser. Of, one line of speed made David Silver slam it between his toes <laughs> the next day at I the radio a, station. I have a question for our um, experts Put it out on there. the panel. Put it out to the guys. What was the name of the high school paper that Brandon was oh, the, the Blaze. Beverly Blaze? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that would be hard. Okay, one more. <laughs> it's it's come time. I think we should wrap this up. But but yeah. before we do, no more question. No more emails. One, or we've voicemails? Gone, we've gone through the emails and the voicemails. Excellent job, guys. I really appreciate everyone that reached out. That was very special. That was that was important to the show. It made the show having the contributions of the listeners. But I, I got a question. You take everyone that was ever on nine hundred two one zero. And I'm talking Valerie Malone. I'm talking Claire Arnold. 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 Gina Kincaid. Gina Kincaid. Everyone. So every Ray Pruitt. Every ancillary character. Everyone you can think of. Everyone that's ever been on the show. And you heard them all into Thunderdome. <laughs> and in Thunderdome, around Thunderdome, there's maces. There's chains, there's machetes, there's samurai swords, there's every kind of... Are there nunchucks? Nunchucks, nunchaka. They're there, Chinese throwing stars. Anything you can think of, any kind of weaponry that you can imagine is there besides guns. They're all splayed about, and the entire cast, the the. Entire history of 90210 is hauled into Thunderdome. So like the Hunger Games. And only one, only one can leave. It's a battle royale. This is actually the Hunger Games. 
I, I've never seen the Hunger, Hunger Games. <laughs> Hunger Games is a ripoff of Battle is, Royale. This is, the, book. this is the plot of Just so you know, I, Japanese book, I Battle say, Royale. I will say this. I would like to have sex with Jennifer Lawrence. I find her attractive. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Do people not? No, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, There's I just no want to opposing voice on okay, that. I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to put it out there that I, I'm in the camp that would. In case she listens. Yeah, she might be interested. She's also on my list. He's of the Colin Coward school of, of creating a debate that wasn't there. <laughs> call me crazy, yeah. but I call yeah. the Golden State Warriors yeah. a good yeah. shooting yeah. basketball hey, team. I might be in the minority here, but I'd fuck Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> okay, the point is here's the question. Of. In the Battle Royale of Beverly Hills 90210, all men enter, one man leaves, who walks out victorious, covered in blood? Ed Daly, we'll start with you. My first instinct was to go with Tony Marchette, the man, because he's strapped to the teeth. He's mafia boss. Right. But then I remembered... The piece of shit Thanksgiving guest, Jack Canner, Operation Desert Storm veteran. Wow. Wow. Guy's been trained. He's now homeless. So, yes, he's malnourished. (laughs) (laughs) But that fucking guy was trained to kill. So I'm I'm taking Jack Canner, the piece of shit war veteran. Jack Canter, one time walsh house thanksgiving guest who was very unappreciative of the fact that yeah. he was allowed brought in showered and allowed to wear jim walsh's clothes yeah he wore, he wore jim walsh's like michigan sweatshirt yeah. and underwear yeah. that's fucked this was 902 see 902 would pick an issue and they would take one swing at it in 42 minutes yeah. a week and yeah. then they would just punt <laughs> yes. and never come back to it again so yeah that's when they decided to t- take on the issue of our veterans yeah. And so homeless war veterans. Right. So this was after the first desert storm where basically we didn't get our hands dirty. We just blew shit up from a million miles Kuwait. away. And Kuwait. we just yeah. went in and it was yeah. over and we came back. That's right. That if you did that episode now, it might be a little different where That's there are a whole right. bunch yeah, of people that are that. genuinely you couldn't do that. They basically PTSD hey, was you know a household name. These guys came back and that guy, that guy over there should have he, they gave him a hot meal. That's pretty much even. Yeah, right? That's We're enough. Even, right? Yeah. yeah. Now so, on your way. Yeah. That, that, Walk that down was the street. them attempting to fix are war veterans. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's so, just an aside. So that is an aside. Now, yeah. now the question to you is this. In a battle royale, everyone that's ever appeared on 90210 is in the battle royale. They're in a, they're in a big dome. It's, uh, there's, there's people, there, there's people gnawing. It's Thunderdome. It's yes. Thunderdome. People are, people are gnawing meat. They have yes. bloodlust. It's like yes. a, a Canadian juniors hockey game. There. <laughs> S- somebody has to win. Yeah. Somebody comes out. Somebody maces the final person to death and walks out covered in blood like gladiator who is it travis so i think the two skills you need in that environment are physical strength and cunning yeah those are the two things right. that you need cunning yeah one of my favorite words yeah particularly it is a great word when it's ended with lingus <laughs> that's my favorite word <laughs> it's it yes all right very that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about cunning, like gross. shrewd Cun- and cunning lingus i'm not it. talking about cunning lingus no i'm talking about being oh, cunning because i'm a fan of that <laughs> yeah i know you are yes so generous lover okay <laughs> not me okay um, continue so i think you need a combination of physical strength and cunning and i don't know if cunning, they're <laughs> cunning lingus no, <laughs> no not that. there's a different kind of cunning yeah, different i'd kind. have to look that up yeah. okay continue so i don't know if there's a character that has both 
So what you're looking for is some sort of an alliance that would allow both so where you could go face to back to back and get everybody coming from every angle. Anybody that's ever watched the WWF Survivor Series knows that this is what happens when right. everybody gets into a battle royale. You got to team up right. and then the last two guys have to fight each other. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Therefore, the, the tag team that creates a battle of strength and cunning Tag teaming, not my thing. I'm more of a kind of lingus guy. Okay, continue. Is the combination of the Sanders men. Steve Sanders for Braun and Rush Sanders for his cunning. Cunning. He clearly <laughs> knew how to survive in the Beverly Hills environment where right. it's dog eat dog. And he was a very successful person yes. in that universe. So what was his what was his business? You know what? Real estate, real estate I yeah. believe. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so a lot he, of scumbags in real he estate. He would have used Steve to physically beat back all of his opponents, yet right when he knew and what he would do is he would leave a couple of weak ones left yeah. and he would tell Steve to leave him alone. Yeah. And then what he'd do is he'd have Steve eliminate all the strong and Steve would trust his father well, and that's when Rush would take his and, chance. Yeah. And, and Rush, knife Rush Steve, didn't give a shit. And then Rush would kill the two easy yes. ones. Rush Sanders R- is the answer to that question. Steve, Rush would work his own son. He of course. Care. Of course Steve he would. Steve is very fit. It would yeah. be easy for him to kill yeah. many, many people. He's, he's the brawn He's in good this. shape. He's much older. He's already a man. Everyone else is still in high school. He could kill him. And then in the process of killing a couple of the weak ones at the end. Well, so is Andrea. She was a man. Too. That's true. <laughs> Rush would... Yes. Rush is the answer. Rush Sanders. Excellent. Kate McManus, while clearly from down under, not nearly the fan that these two nerds are, <laughs> you are also aware of the characters I'm of the show. I'm just going to go with an outsider. Tell me. Who I thought was a bit of a psychopath. Who? Oh, interesting. That Ray Pruitt. Oh, yeah. Who oh, is yes. a woman beater. He's prone to violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prone to violence. And no qualms. No qualms and just, about he gave no women. fucks. You, and I would be scared of him. Do you think he would cruise From in memory. there like the honky-tonk man with his acoustic guitar <laughs> and yeah. just fucking start blasting everybody in the no, head? he'd start playing some music and or, kind of placate everyone. Yeah, and then placate yeah, him. while they were all sitting down having a listen, yeah. He'd pull out an AK and yeah. oh, spray really? them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he'd he'd bum everyone out with how do you talk to an angel? How an do angel. you talk <laughs> to an angel? That would be part of his weaponry. <laughs> wow. Remember David you Silver's didn't, rap you didn't about put this acoustic guitar no. in the weapons pile. No, Travis, I, I don't remember David Silver's I do remember. Uh, how, how did it go, Travis? I don't Rogers. remember the rap exactly, yeah. but I remember it was about if you get into a fight with a black A and you need to squash it. Like just let's just put this aside. Let's no, just squash okay. it. Let, let's just squash it. And he do this. He just squash it. Ed Daly, you seem to have th- a better memory over it. How did it go? No, I think I think uh, I I don't remember the exact. Verse, I feel like I you think, do. I think the same. I think the same thing. I think they wrote that while the Rodney King yeah. race riots were going. That was yeah. the like they were like with race. We gotta we gotta address this shit, and then they just put it out there. So good, so good. Okay, guys, excellent job, all around. I have to tell you, I'm so educated. I, like I said, I was in high school when the show came out. I was drinking Magnum Tall Boys, Magnum Malt Liquor. Probably not even made anymore, but it was one of the best malt liquors. That was liquors. a King Cobra, man. That's a good beer. It was made by the Coors Brewing Company. What about St. Ives? St. Ives is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. $1.79, it had it right on. There was a sticker <laughs> on the St. Ives bottle, one seventy nine. Couldn't and of course, old, old English. Oldie. Of course, oldie's a hard drink. <laughs> like <laughs> you, you would. That was that was that was like lights out. You had a couple of those, and that was night well, night. Well, the thing about oldie, here's oldie. 
you got to get it really fucking cold. Like, <laughs> any kind of beer, any kind of shitty beer is okay if it's freezing cold. So that oldie, you got to get it cold. And oldie was strong. And also, you were drinking 40 ounces of it. So if you were drinking a 40-ounce of oldie, you'd have to get it ice cold. And then you, you knew it was warming up. <laughs> and you're like, this you is going to taste This is gonna taste like hell That's in right. a couple minutes. You had a... You had a time bomb yeah, in your hands. You, you were on yeah, it. Yeah, and that's why you would get so fucked up. I once, I'm not trying to brag, but I once beer bonged an entire 40 ounce of Oldie. We had a, I had a teammate wow. named Edgar Ramirez who could drink. Oh, yeah, he played designated hitter for the <laughs> Mariners. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Edgar Martinez. Well, and what did you say? Ramirez. Was, and they're was, different was people. He that, was he that second baseman for the Marlins? <laughs> he... The, the, I'm played, sure there's more than one Edgar Ramirez. He slayed Renter, third base Renteria. for a while, and then and then he they would just let him hit because he could hit. This on Edgar base, Ramirez could drink a 40 ouncer from the. Remember, had had the fat bottom. The, the, the opening was very small. Yeah, it was very small. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't yeah. like a Mickey's Big Mouth. Right, he yeah. could get that whole thing down in under 25 seconds. No, from the bottom, just pound it, just that. gone. And he got into Santa Barbara. That first sip, that first sip of Mickey's Juco transfer. You you had like. A, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Cy- from Cypress College. Yeah. That that first sip of Mickey's was like a gallon in your throat yeah. right away. Yes. You weren't ready for that. <laughs> that wide mouth, you're like, whoa, you this is a lot of malt liquor you coming ready at for me. That. Kate, did Kate, did you have a favorite malt liquor? Are you, <laughs> what were you I, I Were you a Billy D Williams? I know you guy? like Perrier Rocher champagne and you only Jouet. Very joy. You only allow French champagne to touch your lips. That's but true. was there ever a moment that you were involved in the world of malt liquor? I don't think so. No, no. I didn't. I wouldn't guess that either. <laughs> One of my roommates from college, he was from Riverside and very smart, yet spoke with a southern accent for reasons that were never fully explained to me. And before we'd go out at night, he'd go, "I'm going to go get me a couple of a couple of king cobras." <laughs> Well, he was also gay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Appetites. Yeah. I'm going to go get me a couple of King Cobras. But he'd say it with a southern accent. It was awesome. Sure, sure sounds like an upside down chimney sweep. Wow, yeah. He was a diagonal sleeper, honestly. All right, guys. Excellent job. I, I'm super stoked that Travis could join us today. As you guys know, if, if you listen to the Fourth most popular sports talk radio station. Fourth most popular network. <laughs> and, and the fourth most popular <laughs> network, sports talk radio network nationwide. Never, never quite sure how many affiliates we reach, but it's okay. It's a f- more than more than one. It's more than might be twenty. Yeah, I think it could that's be more close. than twenty. On yeah. a good day. Point is, this guy's a fucking star. Yeah. He goes out of his way. To come in here to to flavor our eardrums, and he, he he's such a pro, and so we're super stoked to have him here today. Thank you for joining us, Travis. My pleasure. There is nothing I enjoy more than talking about nine hundred two and zero. I'm not. I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. Literally, that's that's the sad thing. Yes. We we probably have a good eighteen hours yeah, to go. I just, I've, I've I've had enough personally. If, if only we could do a separate nine hundred two one zero podcast no, every week. Stop! Stop! Ed, stop! You know just, how to? I'm in. Stop. I'm in. Because then we're doing nine hundred two one zero. We're doing the kidding. Bachelor. We're doing oh, yeah. a lot of shows, and I'm not getting paid for. It. Like I said, all you guys owe me ten thousand dollars. Uh, Kate McManus, yes. you are. Beautiful woman, Thank you, you are from Australia. You're I am. exotic. You're special. You're interesting. 
thank you so, so much for going. sharing your thoughts. Hey, you're welcome. On 90210. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Ed Daly, you are a fountain of information. You have, it's like you absorbed all of the 1980s and 1990s in a way that no one else could possibly have done. The the, the knowledge you have. It's the old gift and a curse. Blows me away. Gift and a curse. Every single day. I very much appreciate what you've done. Thank you. Thank you. So, for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, a.k.a. Fancy Sauce, for Travis Rogers, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 100 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancer screen info dot com.